Companion. This is episode 293. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to discuss Star Trek Lower Decks first season episodes, Temporal Edict, and Moist Vessel. Everybody's favorite word, moist. Here we go. Temporal Edict, Season 1, Episode 3, original release date, August 20th, 2020, directed by Bob Suarez, written by David Illenfeld and David Wright. Guest cast include Neil Casey as Casey and Gernbaugh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Bender and Gail Rockian, Sam Richardson as Vendome, Jessica McKenna as Barnes, Cerritos Computer and Gelkorian, Michelle Wong as Starfleet Admiral, and Paul Shear as Andy Billups. <laughs> A new work protocol on the Sorrentos has the crew running ragged as they try to keep up with their tightened schedules. The temporal etiquette causes the crew to abandon their Montgomery Scott-inspired principle of buffer time. When the crew has been asked to estimate the time it would take to complete a task, they had overestimated and used the time they saved as buffer time to relax, hang out, get drunk on margaritas. Will someone shut that up? You're welcome. Okay, whatever that was. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, requiem for a hug. Captain says you're too loud! Oh, God, oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. All right, temporal edict. Uh, this has my favorite obscure reference so far. <laughs> somebody says something about Deck 26, and I don't even remember who wrote said Somebody said, do we even have that many? In First Contact, there's a famous blunder. Oh, yes. The yes. the Borg have assimilated half the ship through Deck 26, but they didn't decide until after that scene was shot that the Enterprise E would only have 24 decks. <laughs> I did not look this up. I remember this completely. I'm sure that's what they're referencing. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> Which is so great, because it's, it's not just referencing Star Trek. It's like refer- <laughs> you know, referencing the in-joke of the mistake. Well, I, I always remember the decks from what um, Star Trek Five when they're going up that the elevator shaft and they go up like a hundred decks. It's like really, it's exactly they're all exactly the same. <laughs> well, Discovery's decks are hollow, so even when oh you're, yeah, you're that, going... that one we can't. You have to. You're jumping through dimensions when you move around in that one. <laughs> Adam, start us on uh, temporal edict, please. Temporal edict. So yeah, it's a it's it's kind of a fun play on what Scotty used to do, you know, the, going back to um, Montgomery Scott, it's, it's a play on that. He's like, you over, you always overestimate your time. So you look like a miracle worker. You know, he famously, you know, explained that to Jordy. Certainly, and, sir. How else can I keep my reputation as a miracle worker? So, um, so, and that's what um, lower decks is good off. They're, they're good at playing off um, things that have been done in Star Trek. I mean, and, and having fun with it. And so obviously here, you know, this is something that you would never see in any other Star Trek show. Some, the crew gets done, you know, with their job and they just, you know, they're just pounding margaritas in the, uh, you know, <laughs> while they're waiting for the next job, which is, which is fun because it's kind of probably more true to life than anything else. It's like, all right, we finished this job. Let's crack open and drink some beers. So it's fun. And, you know, we get more into the episode, you know, the captain gets really rigid because, you know, she feels slighted by the fact that she didn't get to participate in this, um, um, delegation, so you know she gets really hardcore. Um, the stuff between um, the first officer and Mariner are that's that's fun, you know, down on the planet. So yeah, it's it's most of these episodes. I think we're going to kind of run into the fact that, that that they're just fun and they're entertaining and they just have a little something to say. And we'll get into that. Steve, what I like about this is that it does kind of um, 
in that small amount of time does really touch on some of these work you know issues i mean these notions of exploiting labor for the gain of the upper class kind of ideas you know i mean because it's almost like it's the the officer the captain in this case once discovering the notion of buffer time had no choice but to clamp down on it you know we've got to like get every ounce of work out of all these people as possible and then it's like a, this revelation at the end that oh you know to give people freedom to creatively solve the problems is you know but it, it but this still goes on you know there's just obviously very different work cultures all over the place and but there's some that's still like oh well you better get your 40 hours whatever however many in every minute counts and this kind of stuff meanwhile you might have a, you know all sorts of stuff going on in the upper echelons of the organization right so i think mean, that's interesting and uh but you know you get some get some combination stuff here like uh mariner and um you know the the first officer and all that stuff so i like how when they pair up people you don't see together very often of course the the stuff that's so ludicrous the the jokes the in jokes the crazy stuff with these people bombarding the ship and the they're against wood and all this nonsense it's just it's so ludicrous you know <laughs> but you know they what we've seen when they do it right in this show they when they're successful is when they still have the character moments you have some kind of core to the episode and then just pop all these jokes all around it you know and she says it right in the episode you know who's been hit by a spear since kirk you know <laughs> so it's it's they're 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 parodying you know the original series with these kind of primitive you know spear chucking you know you know people that are attacking them with spears so yeah it's it's hilarious but yeah i get your point to that steve you know because it's it's very um Jack, what Jack? The first off, I know his first name is Jack, but I mean, you know, when he's in there, she's like, "Well, we'd get done faster if you'd help." He's like, "I am, help. I'm, you know, I'm commanding, you know." And that's that's what it goes to the point where you're saying, you know, they kind of the higher up you go in in life, you know, it seems like the less that you have to work or that kind of thing. That moment is kind of interesting because they still let the XO guy do the fight, even though the show is called Lower Decks. It's about these characters, but then they just gave it to us from kind of her Mariner's point of view as she watched him. Which was fun and funny. Yeah, it's it's very funny, this show. I mean, it's there's at least one moment in every episode that makes me literally laugh out loud every single time. You know, and most of the rest of the time I'm smiling. Of course, you have the uh, crazy ending with, um, well, it's fun that Boimler, he wants this, he gets a rule named after him. It's totally against what he's all about. And then this hypothetical future and the Miles O'Brien thing, that's just crazy. <laughs> Great Bird of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, great brother. Yeah, again, it's the kind of thing where, like, we're, I mean, somebody knows something about Star Trek, you know? Yeah, not just Star Trek, but you know, behind the scenes, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what the Great Bird of the Galaxy is if all you ever did was watched episodes, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I enjoy about this show. It feels like um, fans make have made it, you know, like real fans of Star Trek. I mean, you know, we've gotten producers and writers that have kind of come from nowhere and they try to put their own take on star trek and sometimes it's it's nice to get a fresh take and look at things but on the other hand it's also really cool to see somebody that knows their stuff and can put it together in a in a comedic parody way that's not um off-putting yeah you know it reminds me it reminds me of like when people that listen to our podcast used to e email us and say i like your podcast because you guys seem to actually like star trek and there was always <laughs> such a funny comment to me like Every other podcast, they hate Star Trek, I guess. <laughs> but we haven't gotten one of those emails in a while because we've discussed Discovery, I think. <laughs> we had a hard time staying positive. Uh, well, but anyway. you, um, you had a hard time at the end of Voyager, too. You were, you were struggling yeah, at the end of Voyager. 
Well, but it's only, I, you know, it's only because I care so much because <laughs> I love exactly. it so much. Right? But yeah, no, this is a good, a good example. Like this show feels like it's made by people that, you know, like Star Trek. They said, oh, this is, I see what Star Trek is and I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just make some of that. Yeah, and they, and they put their original spin on it, and that's. I mean, it's not like we're not we're not seeing things in these episodes that you haven't seen at any other point in any other Star Trek series. It's just it's like what you said, Brian. It's from a different perspective and a kind of more re- maybe realistic probably isn't the right word, but more you know kind of blue collar like lifelike like probably what it would be. it's probably closer to what it would really be like instead of on you know they they make reference they made it a reference to the enterprise in this episode everybody on the enterprise you know they're perfect blah 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 so you know there's always there's always going to be that um that kid in school or that guy or girl in work that's like you know everybody thinks is kind of perfect and that you kind of you get those references from time to time in this show um, about enterprise my favorite line from this episode we live on a spaceship nobody is dying from a spear wound <laughs> that's pretty good all right, I think we're good to do. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit shorter. I I loathe the idea that we could ever talk for about an episode for longer than the duration of the episode. <laughs> I don't ever want that to happen. Uh, okay, what's this episode about? Um, I think Steve hit on it mostly earlier. You know, it's it's the hierarchy function of of work. I think that's what they were trying to talk about. You know, you have. You know, in our in our world, you know, we have executives and you know higher ups and CEOs that we you know we have to answer to, and and on this, you know, they kind of portray that all in a microcosm on the ship. You know, you have the, the officers who, you know, want to get every little bit out of work out of the lower decks crew. So, it's, I wouldn't go as far to say it's like it shows us like how classes work, class you know class systems work, but I think that's kind of what they were going going for. And obviously, towards the end, it's like you know you can't um you know you can't you can't control every aspect of every person's life and their time and expect to get the most out of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely touching on these issues. I mean, it's not a it's not a perfect summary of the way um, all of this works, but they definitely it definitely touches on these issues of. Um, you know, are, are those in, in lower positions in an organization exploited for their work? And, you know, what are, are the upper ones, you know, worth their role in all these kinds of things and, and justifying that and so forth. I think it's, it's, it's very, um, considering that the, that's the main point of an episode that's 20 some minutes long and they cover a whole lot of other stuff. I think they do a pretty good job of covering these notions, but they, you know, they bring it all together and that essentially when you let up and you let people, you know, you know, people that are capable, who are creative, you know, solve problems, you know, you get better results than trying to control every minute of their lives. So I'm, I'm not sure how the B story relates to it, you know, with Mariner and um, the commander. I mean, I guess it kind of, I guess for her, it's like, you know, not, it's not, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, she's got him pegged as like, you know, this kind of tool boy. And that's kind of how they've, they portrayed him thus far early on. Um, but you realize that he does take, you know, he's not going to let her go. He's the, he's the commander. He's the lead, uh, the lead person on the away mission. And it's his job to, to do that. By making that choice, they do balance it out a little bit, you know, because they basically say he's, he's saying I'm taking responsibility. It's on me. If, you know, if I'm going to play this role, if I have to die for it, whatever else. And, you know, obviously, you know, he's big on himself and everything else, but by doing that, they make it not so much about just you're just trying to exploit our work on the lower end they make it a little you also see the other side of it of all the responsibility that falls on those in leadership positions yeah on leadership yeah cool
Let's do six degrees for temporal edict. Adam, Ransom mentions meeting horned gorillas. What species is he likely referring to? Horned gorillas. No clue. Give you a hint. White. White. White? Yeah. Oh, Steve knows it. I'm looking at Steve. Steve's ready. Steve's ready. Steve can have it. Mugatu? Yes, sir. The Mugatu. Or Mugato. Or Mugato. Well, that's a later episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Steve has one. Moving on. Moist Vessel, Season 1, Episode 4. Original release date, August 27, 2020. Directed by Barry J. Kelly. Written by Ann Kim. Guest cast include Haley Joel Osmond as O'Connor, Eric Buza as Cerritos Con Officer, Al Rodrigo as Durango, Paul Shear as Andy Billups, Vanessa Marshall as Merced Sciences Officer, and Jessica McKenna as Barnes, Cerritos Computer, and Rutherford's Implant. <laughs> Captain Freeman seeks the ultimate payback on Mariner after she blatantly disrespects her in front of the crew with a promotion. Mariner is forced to learn that not all responsibility necessarily entails being cool. Meanwhile, a well-meaning accidentally messes up a lieutenant's attempt at a spiritual ascension and tries to make it right. I'm really glad we found a way to work together. Yeah, you know, it's a nice change of pace. Going for each other's jugulars all the time is kind of exhausting. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Mom. Maybe you are fit to be one of my senior officers. Your chair right next to mine. Spending all our time together. An unstoppable mommy-daughter team. Admiral Vassery, welcome to the Cerritos. Starfleet commends your bravery and ingenuity. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to work. Apparently, we've picked up a strange signal on our sensors. Quite all right, Admiral. And what did your sensors show? Well, nothing at first, but the long-range sensors revealed... Whoa, 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 whoa. I am sorry. Are you trying to say the word sensors? Because to me, you're saying sensors. What is that? Look, that's how it's said. Sensors. Everyone knows that. Sensors. Sensors. Yes, that's right. It sounds right to me. Me too. I say it like that. What? No, you don't. This is nuts. Yo, she's making fun of you, dumb. I mean, she didn't say sensor. <laughs> of course I do. Stop it. Steve, get us going on Moist Vessel. I, I like that they're exploring the mother-daughter thing a little bit, the dynamics of them on the ship and, you know, what, what they're, you know, she gets so annoyed by her. What can we do to put her in her place and this kind of thing and it, so on and so forth. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like this as well as the other one that we talked about this today i think just because it's it's got its funny moments but you know looking over my notes thinking about the references it doesn't not as much sticks out yeah it's got some you know it's got some stuff in there that's entertaining and whatnot and obviously they go it's one of these that goes for a pattern like okay we're going to do this thing oh now we're going to promote her we're going to do all the things that officers do and then you get the references from you know next gen and so forth and poker and all this stuff and it's uh (laughs) it's it's fun you know perhaps a little less dense than some of the others in terms of those kind of things. But, um, you know, at least you get a little bit of some character moments and some exploration of this odd relationship with the captain and the, uh, lower decks officer. Adam. Yeah. I think it was the B story that kind of threw me off. Um, it just, it didn't seem like there was enough there to justify as much time as they gave to it. Tendy and the Ascension guy. Yeah. The Ascension guy. And, um, you know, and maybe Steve figured it out, but I, I couldn't quite, you know, and it doesn't always have to relate, but I couldn't kind of match it to the A story. 
I, I agree with Steve. I mean, it's, you know, you got the, the mother-daughter relationship. That's that's cool stuff. Um, you get to learn more about how they interact. It's a very antagonistic relationship. We're going to learn more about it um, as we go along, I know. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's like, how, how can we get rid of her? It's like, well, we'll first, you know, we'll give her all these crappy jobs. And what we've learned from Mariner in the short time that we've known her is that's what she relish. She wants the least amount of responsibility she can possibly have. That's just where she is in her character's progression. And so, you know, and then it's funny, I'm like, oh, wait, she likes doing all this crappy stuff. Let's promote her and have her go to these meetings and training. So it's, it's, um, if anybody out, ever, anybody out there, you know, you know what, manager meetings are and you know hr meetings and that's kind of like what they were having her do especially over the last two years how, how many of us have sat on, on all the zoom meetings and train training meetings so it's it's definitely fun to kind of relate to her misery of having to go through that whereas before she just kind of got up did her menial job and you know that was it so the and there's also there's also something to that where you just you don't have to you, you know you just do the work and you go home there's nothing like that you have to think about and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the B story, I don't know. I just kind of thought it played out a bit too long. I, I kind of got, you know, a little bit annoyed about it. Cause I don't know where they're going to go with it. And then he ascended and it was kind of weird. Cause it was like, he was burning up. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what they were trying to do with that. There's definitely an element of that. That's just poking fun at the, I mean, it is like a Star Trek trope to have the, yeah, you know, somebody ascend pure energy. Yeah, there was a lot of it going on. I, I I agree. I mean, I still liked this episode. I thought it was good, and and the best parts of it were the mother daughter stuff. But yeah, maybe it's it's not as not as uh, welcome as the previous episode. I, you know, one thing this one did remind me about though was again, I know I talked about it last time, but the casting is so good. Woman that does Mariner and her mom, they're 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 great. I wonder if they were in the room together when they recorded. I'm guessing they weren't, but. It just shows how good they are. But the one cool thing about this episode is that the Sorrento—they saved the day. You know, they have this other arrogant cap. I mean, it's a cool science Cerritos. fiction concept. Yeah, the Cerritos. Sorry. I mean, it's a cool science fiction concept that that they have in this episode. There's the seed ship, and it's got this—you know—liquid that turns everything organic. Um, and but at the end of it, yeah, the Sorrento, yeah, it saves the day. They're they're the heroes of this episode, you know, and they don't quite portray. So thus far, they haven't been quite betrayed that way. They kind of been betrayed as the kind of the goof ups or the mess ups. That generational ship reminded me of a, a ship on the animated Star Trek, the, the animated series. Remember the one where they find this ship and inside of it, there are like giant, I feel like they were plants or something. I don't know. It reminded me yeah, of an animated that series. That sounds familiar, but I can't recall the details. But that's a, a good point, Adam. <laughs> it, it was, they were like the, the hero ship for a change. <laughs> they weren't the ship that. Turns they solved around. the problem. <laughs> they didn't turn around when they saw the the, the, the board board. <laughs> the, the part in this episode that made me laugh out loud <laughs> was when Boimler spills the coffee. Yeah, accidentally on purpose. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. Well, well, well. Another funny part is the when the references to the holodeck. <laughs> oh, I had the beat out man. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much all they do. The other part that made me laugh was when she calls her mom by her first name. Whatever, Carol. That's pretty good. Yeah. What's this episode about? What I took from it mostly is the the dynamics between a mother and daughter relationship. Even though that it's it's a friction type relationship that you can still you can even and I guess you can take that to a broader scope. Even if you have a um, 
I don't know, a hostile relationship with somebody, if you at least have the mutual respect, you can get things done and you can still work as a team. And that's kind of what I took from it here. And um, don't mess up the sand because you don't, you won't ascend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree that the B story doesn't really align with the A story and there's no real connection there, but they're definitely the focus is on the mother daughter thing. What's interesting about this, that, this thing they're doing in this show with the mother being the captain, the daughter being in the lower decks kind of thing. It's kind of amplifying something that we, you know, we don't see in our, usually don't see in our kind of everyday life where you've got this combination of, okay, let's have this naturally complicated relationship between a mother and daughter. And then let's put them in a work environment where one's commanding over the other one. And so you have this, she has responsibility over her and over her development. And, you know, she's, being disobedient, you know, it's crazy, you know, and so it just it's kind of like it's this uh, feedback loop almost on this whole relationship. It's it's a it's it's nuts, and so you know they explore it here. We'll see more of it, but um, yeah, that's kind of I think the focus. All right, let's do six degrees for moist vessel, Steve. This episode features a human ascending into pure energy, named the season four Voyager episode where Kess ascends. Nice. I saw the look. The look means, well, that's a crappy question, you jerk. And I love that. Hmm. Is it? Is there something called ascension? Nope. Nope. Okay. Adam? Um, this is your chance to bring it back and tie it for the day. Not, I was going to say ascension, too. Just It, seems, it seemed obvious. Kess enlightened. I don't know. The gift. The gift. The gift. Yeah. That sounds familiar now. We did get a season three teaser of sorts for Lower Decks. That looked cool. Have we had our podcast since the more recent Strange New Worlds trailer? I feel like I don't remember if we talked about that. I don't think so. I don't think we've talked since then. Looks great. It's a much better trailer than the previous one because the previous one was I mean, didn't show any of the things I kind of wanted to see. Um, But it's cool. Steve, you started watching Picard Season 2? Caught up now, actually. Yes. Caught up. And I'm not. I haven't had a chance to watch Thursdays. I'm going to watch it tonight after we finish recording. I am enjoying it, yes. All right. Uh, we're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Lower Decks First Season. Uh, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. I passed it.